Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 73. We talk about infuriating sign-up offers, free stock images, and audience targeting. Now, this podcast is there for marketing managers and sales professionals who are either considering using HubSpot or are using HubSpot. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you on this very lovely Monday evening? Yeah, really good. Uh, it's been a long day, but um, it has, and it's a late night now again. We've had having too many of these late night recording sessions just because we're so busy during the day. But yeah, it's really good. Hey, I wanted to mention uh, just before we get into the show, we're trying a new Facebook group. Group, actually, what do they call them? Room, room, messenger room. Yeah, right. so it's kind of like it's not like a group Facebook group. It's more like a WhatsApp chat. Okay, group yeah. chat. So it's on like, Facebook. Facebook rooms, yeah, yeah right. so you get in there from Messenger. So we've got a link. And I did. I actually didn't realise there's a, uh, a browser version of Messenger. I always thought it yes, was just you know within what? Facebook or on your phone, but there's actually a whole web experience. Correct, and I think it's on a separate URL called messenger.com or something. It is, and we've got a link there to actually our room in there. So go and join that. Join us in our room. <laughs> go to your room. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm off, again. Craig. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> All right, under inbound thought of the week, Craig, and we're going to highlight here the HubSpot sales software certification. Why I'm highlighting this is I've had quite a few people come and ask me about CRM or what we know as CRM. And what's really interesting is that this certification was probably available a couple of months ago and we've both done it. And what I really loved about it, it's it's got a practicum bit to it. So it's it's some implementation it really runs you through the basics, gets you on understanding what is in CRM, creating views, templates, etc. And I think it only takes two hours to do. That's how much time you need to set aside and do it. There's five classes in there. I think it really puts everybody on the same page. You know, I've actually been encouraging customers and everybody to do it because it just gives everybody a consistent foundation to start from. And I think this is a great place to kickstart your sales efforts and get everybody in sales and marketing on the same page. Yeah, I totally agree. And I actually wanted to talk about from a marketing perspective, because I think this is very valuable for marketing managers to be looking at as well, because often they're the ones that are helping sales kind of, uh, if you're in sales and using CRM, yeah, of course, do it because you learn a lot. Uh, But on the marketing side, it's important because we're chatting with marketing managers and, and mentioning how sales can work. And they're like, oh, that's the sales team. We don't get involved. And we're kind of saying, well, no, actually get involved because it's always interesting to see how sales are using it. And you can actually help them. You can set up views, for example, marketing qualified leads that have been, um, I guess, flagged like that from marketing side. And that's how sales would see them. So just getting that kind of working together aspect, just doing the certification gives you a much better appreciation for how sales work and how you can actually help them in their role. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. So action, go do the sales software certification this week. All right, Craig, on to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this is the Shutterstock integration. You know, I love this when uh, the little orange light notification light goes up in the top right in your HubSpot and there's a new thing. And uh, yeah, this one last week was the, the Shutterstock. Stock integration, I'll just explain what it is. You go to your file manager, under content menu, file manager, you can search for images and it gives you the Shutterstock, well, a subset of the Shutterstock library. Try saying Shutterstock really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, see what's interesting. I have seen when I was was browsing before to insert images, 
into say an email an email or a blog post right you get there's a folder in your thing that says free stock images with i knew this was there and i just thought oh yeah i'll go find it and of course i couldn't find anything you highlighted to me that obviously i need to go to file manager to find this and then then you can find it yeah but we also did now what we talk about limitation you went to shutterstock you searched for sydney for pictures about sydney in shutterstock and we actually realized the results you get is actually a subset. It's actually not all the images that are available in Shutterstock. So just be aware of this. When you are doing your stuff, you might see different results if you've got a Shutterstock account that you're using. Yeah, just just quietly. The ones in HubSpot, uh, I don't think they're as good. I think, I think, I think they're like, <laughs> here's, the, here's the average ones from Shutterstock. Yeah, you can have these ones, HubSpot. But look, who's complaining? It's free. It's kind of, it's it's a great deal anyway. You know what? And it's a great resource to have if you've got nothing to start with. Exactly. So That's use exactly it right. And get, get yourself familiar and then you can move on to other things. Yeah. Now, I'll just explain how it works. So we, uh, just to finish off that thought, you go into File Manager, there's a separate tab for Shutterstock. You go in there, oh, it's called Stock Photos, I Correct. think. So yes. maybe they're going to open to other other sources down the track. That'd be good. You search for your image. It comes up. It's got the watermark. And you think, well, hang on, I don't want the watermark version. I want the... Once you save it to your file manager, you, of course, get the, the full version, no watermark. So don't let that put you off. And then once it's in file manager, then you can get it available from wherever. Exactly. Your, your email yeah. or your So make sure page. you put it in the yeah. right spot. Yeah, so nice one, HubSpot. All right. On to our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. This is a nice one. You've uh, highlighted. So I want to highlight this because the more and more you start to use the CRM, you will be looking at company and deal records. And one of the things you couldn't do from there was uh, send emails. So you'd be constantly flicking between the contact record to actually send those emails. So what they've actually nicely done is kind of made that whole sequence within the deals and the companies look very similar to the contacts. So you don't have to keep flicking. You can actually, from that record, create an email and send it to whoever the recipient is that's associated with that company, for example, or the deal. So saves a fair bit of time switching backwards and forwards, which mm. I think is a great one. So and this is, again, driving usability of the CRM, which I really love. Yeah, and just to mention, when you're in the deal, there might be multiple contacts Correct. within a deal, but you can just select the one or the ones that it applies exactly. to. Exactly. So to say choose a recipient if you've got one and you can select the one you want to send it to. Craig, what's coming up with Cafe Consulting? Yeah, and actually we should have checked this before before recording to check that they're not actually all fully booked yet, but um, on the 8th of March, they're not, we've, we've got space. <laughs> book in, you can book in with us on the 8th of March in Sydney to get 30 minutes with Ian and myself where you can chat about HubSpot, inbound marketing, uh, some creative ideas for your company. That's right. And you can sit and drink coffee. And have a chat with us. The coffee is good there too, yeah. All right, on to our opinion of the week, Craig. Now, we've put a little image here. So if you, I'll give you everybody who's listening a little, uh, I'll paint a picture, let's say. I was uh, browsing Instagram like I do on a, on a particular day. And I came across this offer where it said, get some Instagram style stock photos, right? Basically, the action was start your free trial today with the, you know, as you scroll down, the sign up link appears. I thought, oh, that was fantastic. I sent it to you and you, of course, proceeded to sign up. I saved it for a later date, but never did anything. So what was interesting here was I obviously sent it to you with some good intentions, but you had a really not so great experience 
So I think we wanted to highlight this because it really highlights that if you're going to reach the people who are interested in this stuff, you should not be sticking barriers in their way to actually experience your product or service. Try and make it as easy as possible. So, Craig, would you like to tell me what you experienced once you click this sign up button? And we've got a screenshot of the ad, the Instagram ad. It's a good ad. It's uh, a nice looking ad. Points you through yeah. and then it takes you to a page that says sign up for your free trial, get five free stock images. Correct. I went, yeah, cool. I'll always try a new stock image That's site. right. And it didn't ask for much information. I think it asked just, for email. Just right? email address, yes. right? And they're kind of what they're saying is their, their differentiation is Instagram style. So they're kind of saying stock images that are real rather than those kind of cliched ones. So I went, yep, great. I'll try that. I went through. And so then the sign-up experience is, okay, then I've given them my email address. Then they take me to a page that says, okay, thanks uh, for signing up. Just enter your credit card and you'll get access to your five free photos. And at this point in time, you kind of balked, didn't you? At this point, I'm seriously, what? Did I misread it? Yes. And so then you look at the fine print and says, yep, you'll start your free trial. And if you don't cancel within, I don't know, 14 days or a month, we'll bill then you. you'll bill, they'll bill you on the credit card with a monthly plan. Of how much? I can't remember. It was $50 or something. Yeah, right. Okay. They're quite expensive because yep. they're nice image, apparently. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I got that. I was like, forget that. Like I, it's such a bad experience. And so up until that point, I hadn't actually looked at the brand and I thought, right. So then I made a note of the brand because I am never, ever going to buy from them. But it got worse because then I got an email afterwards that said, hi, we noticed you signed up, but you didn't complete, right? So they've got the process in place, abandoned cart yes, kind of exactly. equivalent. Yeah. So, right, just wondering why you didn't. Have you got any questions? So I replied to that and I said, yes, this is a really bad experience. Of course, no reply back, nothing. But then a couple of days later, they send me a survey. Hi, we're doing a survey about, and by this time, I know the brand, right? I've got their brand <laughs> etched in my mind. So then I went and filled out the survey and it asked me a bit about myself and what I would need in order to continue. So then I gave them all the feedback, how, what a bad experience it is, right? <laughs> Silly me. I should have known that, right? <laughs> okay, so I fill that out and submit it. Because I wasn't grumpy. I was actually very matter of fact. Yeah, you're actually trying to help them, weren't you? Yeah, I was giving them, look, here's the... Anyway, a couple of days later, I get another email from them. By the way, here's a friendly nudge. You haven't filled out our survey yet. At that point, I've just lost it, right? Every single touch point has been a bad experience. And I was thinking, why on earth did I... So here's the thing. They've gone to a lot of time to get that process and follow up in place. Yeah, that's right. And yet... Right at the start, they've put a massive hurdle. Mm. Like they actually haven't given me anything for free. They've yeah. asked. They've actually asked to commit me to something, which now, thank goodness, I didn't because they never responded to it, any email to me. So cancelling with them would probably be a nightmare. You just yeah. know those people. You try and cancel a week yeah. later, they still haven't. They charge and all that kind of thing. Really bad experience. So I just can't get over the fact that, like, this is not just a company that hasn't put any thought into it. And yeah, they've spent, actually gone through They've actually got a process. They've actually... got these follow-ups. They've got servers. They've got everything in place. This should be a wonderful experience. And they've blown it. They've completely blown it. So um, I know that's sounding a bit like a, like a rant, but good reminder to me because I'm just going, wow, this is good. Like I know how I could differentiate a stock image site now by doing everything that they did wrong, like yeah. learning from that and doing the opposite and providing a great experience. So... I guess the summary is 
once you've thought it through, don't put hurdles in the way because friction has just destroyed that and it's destroyed their brand in my mind. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yes, you know what? It's made me not go any further with that. <laughs> but just become a good thing to highlight. All right, on to our creative top 10 of the week. Now we do this on a weekly basis to exercise our muscles, our creative muscles in our brains. And so this week, Craig, my challenge is to you. And it's how to differentiate and promote an Australian building materials distributor and supplier to the residential, commercial, industrial, building and construction industry. So it's quite large. I know you're kind of trying to break it down a bit. All right. So I know nothing about this industry. Right? I know. So, <laughs> so it's great because it really got me thinking. I think overall, I'll say like a key way to approach it is that good marketing equals targeting, focused targeting, clever targeting, I'd say, plus specific content. So this is definitely a case where you can't just have, uh, I'll repurpose this content across all the channels, that kind yep. of thing. So the first couple of points, I'll just tell you a kind of background preparation. I'm saying you've got to create ideal buyer profiles and personas for each market. Now, a buyer profile, just to recap for people that may not be familiar, a buyer profile is kind of your ideal company type that you want to talk to, which is different from a buyer persona, which is actually the specific people within a company. So if so, you do the inbound sales certification, you'll actually work that. Yes, actually they'll cover that. that. And yes. maybe even the content marketing certification yes. as well, they do as well. It's really, really useful. The point is with your ideal company, that's uh, going to be a B2B. So you've actually mentioned residential plus commercial plus industrial. So maybe not so much for residential, but for commercial industrial, you're going to have a buyer profile. Okay, so that's kind of... Um, The preamble, and then you're going to prepare a matrix of those personas versus the channels where they hang out because you've got quite a range there. Yes. So this is all preamble. Now, getting on, you're going to plan content for each channel and persona. And by content, I mean the kind of format because one of them I'm going to go through is direct mail later on. So content and uh, for the persona, I'll say there's always room for a high-quality guide doesn't matter what yes. industry you're in yes. if you come up with a high quality content piece of gu- yes. guide yeah. as long as you've targeted it well there's always room for that people always want information even in a crowded competitive space there's always room for that okay so you might one of them might be say it's residential how to choose a supplier for your home renovation right so you kind of that could be a guide get more creative we could have a top 10 creative <laughs> titles that for each profile okay then Coming up, point four, consider utility versus entertainment. I'm thinking a lot lately about this whole idea of entertainment. You know how people want either utility or they want to be entertained. And we talk about this, why do things catch on? Yeah. And uh, one thing that's really stuck in my mind lately is the whole will it blend idea. So that people might remember this was a blender, a brand of blender, right? You know, you blend food together uh, a couple of years ago in the States. It's a blender. Like it had no differentiation from other blenders. They all blend well. And this guy did these videos where he'd say, will it blend? And famously, people might remember he was blending iPhones and blending (laughs) all kinds of things, right? Went viral. So I'm not saying you do that, but I'm just, I call that the will it blend differentiation. It's where you take something and just make it entertaining and people remember the brand and the utility of it. So I'm always trying to think about that. And I think with building materials, there must be plenty of, opportunities there where you can take a particular material and do something crazy with it to promote the brand so that's kind of a general strategy Mm, i really like that idea yeah now that points to video 
Yes. So what we're really saying there is think about video yep. that you can do. And so, again, you're going to target each market. But Excellent. anyway, getting a bit more, uh, moving Specific. from strategic to more tactical, on residential, so I've broken these down into residential, commercial, and industrial kind of channels. So you definitely want to be targeting people on Facebook, say if you're after residential, they're looking for buyers. So you'd target their interests. You know, they like House Magazine or they follow renovation topics or they're interested in interior yes. design. Yep. So you target with them. And I wouldn't mind targeting them with Messenger as well, Messenger okay. ads. I'd yep. like to see that because... Uh, you can really target with a do you have a question kind of thing. Target people on, and point six, target people on Facebook who are builders. So promoting to builders, you're always going to promote a key differentiator. You know, they people will say uh, you can have it quickly, <laughs> you can have it cheaply, or you can have it uh, high quality kind of thing. So you can't have. <laughs> pick two, right? <laughs> well, always target one. So I think delivery is often might be one when you uh, the things that hold up buildings yes, uh, late delivery exactly. yep. so target builders yep. with as a supplier you can guarantee it's almost like that absolutely positively guarantee yes you'll supply a building material so that's a good one i also think if you wanted to target builders i'd use a service like task rabbit right and i'd just hire some freelancer to go around a, a suburb and they just drive around all the streets and they find all the houses that have a building project yeah, right. And you know how builders put a sign yes. out the front yeah, that says, yeah. you know, construction by Joe Bloggs Builder? Yep. You, the task rabbit, you get them to write down those notes, the right. contact details, yep. and then you direct contact them, say with direct mail to those builders. Yep. Because whenever someone's building, there's always the potential to that they can't product. get a supply, yes, right? Yes. Oh, how are we going to get that? We'll yep. source it from. So that's always get them when they're at that pain yeah, point. Yeah, okay. I also think a bit of SMS targeting might work there as yeah. well. Bills always have their mobiles. Target them a simple message. Okay, moving on to commercial. Here I think it's very much about targeting specific industry segments, e.g. hospitals or nursing homes. I noticed the other day that there is a company that builds just dental um, yes. practices. Yes, yes. Like that's a specific niche. So target, niche, yes. target that. Yep. And a guide for those, like if there's a particular guide. Yeah. Also case studies. I think that's why yep. you're looking. Okay, nine specific partner channels. And this is where you actually work with architects or plumbers or electricians or interior designers. All right. And you provide guides for Excellent. each. Excellent. Uh, moving on to industrial. Here's where I think this could be interesting because late supply is a big issue. So you target particular construction sites that you know have had supply issues. And within the industry, this often word gets around. Yeah. And so there you're trying to contact uh, the foreman or the foreperson. I don't know what the proper term is these yeah. days. And that's a phone call. Yeah. Format there is phone. And then lastly, consider common pain points, late delivery and that. And in industrial, that's almost always going to be part of a partner tender. So you're partnering up with others. So yeah. you've really got to find those and highlight how you can provide a particular pain point solution. So there you go. I know nothing about the industry. <laughs> wow, that was like a creative top 11, Craig. Thank there you. you. Very in-depth. I know you spent a lot of time on that, so thank you very much. All right, podcast of the week, Craig. The PNR podcast by Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose, and he's talking about here wrong business models. Yeah, so you know I love Medium. Yes. And Medium's struggling. Well, not struggling, but they've recently laid off a lot of the team because they've got really? all this funding, but they haven't really got a business model yet. 
So they've actually announced a potential subscription model in the coming quarter. Wow. And I was like, yep, sign me up because I love Medium. And if they've got a differentiated subscription model that gives me something else as a consumer, I will definitely read it because I'm actually a big fan of paying for good content. I'll happily pay. Okay. But Joe and Robert are like, no, dud idea because people don't pay. And I guess that's true. Most people won't pay for content. They want it for free or they'll go somewhere else. Uh, and so what's the value of this podcast is they go through different business models and they talk, they're they pushing much more back to two things. One, an advertising model that's done well, and I think that's good. And two is more around the fact that they can be a publisher and maybe there's other products that they can add on to a very captive audience because Medium has millions of readers every month. Mm. So I think this is good because marketing managers can learn from this because quite often you know how a lot of um, companies are building almost like a publishing arm to their business? It's yes. almost like the great companies yep. have a content strategy that includes being a publisher. Yep. So I think this is marketing managers should be thinking about this. So that's a good one. The other thing they do is they dive into dodgy, unethical business practices for marketing. And this is so fascinating, the, the people that do fake outrage. So one particular example was how there was a book author and he was doing his book tour. So what they did is they created this fake people to ring up and complain about this author. He was going to be speaking a particular amp. They were creating protests about, you know, all of that, the, really? the team that were doing, the author's marketing team, creating all these fake, you know, protests. Oh, he's a terrible, uh, we can't stand his ideas, you know, outrage. Just because then that drove news and then people, you know, the newspapers are talking, oh, what's this speaker? And, the, and people are pro- And, of course, it's packed out and it sells, you know. So it's that kind of what we'll put in the category of unethical because it's, you know, it's, it's not real. Uh, it's just uh, cultivated. And so, yeah, interesting topics. So worth a listen. All right. On to our resource of the week. And this is uh, from John Luma. And it's about Facebook advertising success. So it's a lot about what he's actually found out. And, and I had a look through it. A lot of it had to do with audience and targeting, Craig. And what I wanted to highlight from this, it's, it's a long piece of content and I haven't fully read the whole thing. I think you have read the whole piece. One thing that really stood out to me is that if you could actually, while using Facebook, use the data that you get to improve your buyer, your, your personas, in the tool and keep it updated, I think that's a massive win. And I think a lot of it was really around the targeting there to get the result. Am I right? Absolutely. Targeting's a key piece, yeah. That's right. So I encourage you to actually look at it and see if there's anything you can improve with your Facebook advertising that you're doing and see what you can actually learn. Look at, look at the statistics to understand where you're making mistakes and what's going wrong because you want to obviously maximize your return on your spend for what you're doing. All right, on to our quote of the week, Craig. And this is from Justin Champion. It says, think of your content like a gas tank and the promotion of it as the fuel. If I make that into Australian, think of your content like a fuel tank <laughs> or a petrol tank and the promotion of it as fuel. <laughs> like a bit of localization. That's yeah. right. I'm going to make a lo- localization. So um, this is a part of uh, some of the certification I was redoing to do with inbound. I think this is really interesting because I've had this with a few customers recently. Yeah, let's go create all this content, um, but we're not going to promote it anywhere. So I think it really comes down to, you know, this whole thing about 
creating, but promotion is 80% of the game here. And don't forget that. Like, I think that's really key with what you're doing. And even go back, if you've got content you've written a while back that's still relevant and it's evergreen, as we would say, you know, look at re-promoting it, look at updating it, maybe uh, update for 2017. So one of the really clever things I've seen people do recently is in the meta description is actually say updated in 2017. So even when you're looking, scanning through the results, especially stuff that you think is a bit more time dependent, if I see that, I'm more likely, even if it's like five or six links down the page, I'm more likely to click on that figure. Hey, that's an updated piece of content. I'll, I'll read that over maybe something that's at number one, for example. Yeah, that's a great point. I totally agree with you on this and this, uh, this need for promotion. And we say it many times often choke on it when I say it because we're really good at doing it for our clients. But we're but not, really bad. We're doing us. bad for doing it. So it's like we do no promotion for HubShot. So I'm just thinking we should really do it if for no other reason to practice what we preach or be seen to do it. But it's, it is hard and it takes so much time. We spend so much time doing it for our clients and we know the value of it so I can speak from experience there. But, yeah, note to self, Anne, we need to do it for ourselves. That's right. Promote. We do do it, Craig. We need to ramp it up. We need to ramp it up. That's right. All right. On to our random thought of the week. And I, I read this. This is a Seth Godin blog post in January this year. It really makes you think about how you communicate with people. So he was talking about how to make a sign. And he used an example of a sign at an airport where they put it, <laughs> they put it up there because really they were cleaning the terminal, I think it was. But just the way it was worded just sounded bad. And he was just thinking, you know, he asked a series of questions as to why did the person, like, were they angry when they wrote the sign? You know, were they really meaning, like, instead of using 12 a.m., they could have used midnight? So, like, removing doubt, communicating effectively, and really getting across the message in the nicest possible way without sounding like you're angry was really the key. So I think, you know, he really highlights some really really important points of things that you can do. And I would think that if you were in marketing or even in sales, think about some of the messages that you put across, even signs of what when people maybe come into your building and they have to walk around. Like think about where that is because people get confused very easily when it comes to signage, right? You just got to think. And I think take that, read it, understand it and go, well, hang on, what can I change that will make a difference? Could be even something to be on your website. Maybe it's that page that people land on and you're asking them to do two things when you should really think about getting them to do one thing, you know, split it out. Maybe it's two different audiences, but you're trying to do it on the same landing page. It's all about good communication. And, you know, this is another reason why often we have editors because the person that writes it originally does a lot of the research and the structure and the thinking, but then an editor comes back and actually makes it readable. It's very much along those lines. It's a great post. Love, Seth. Exactly. All right, finally on to our tip of the week, Craig. All right. This is gold. The tip is claim your Google business listing. So I've got a screenshot there where Microsoft Australia, their Google listing, they haven't claimed it. They haven't updated it. I know. They've got such a high star review on there. It's strange. So, yeah. Microsoft, if you want a bit of help with that, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, there is some bonus links in this post. Uh, oh, sorry, in our show notes to do with uh, books that we're reading or interesting content that we've found during the week. So please go have a look and you can further your understanding and reading. 
All right, Craig, it's hit 10 o'clock on Monday night. It has been a great show. I hope all our listeners have enjoyed it. If you would like to leave us a review on iTunes, please do, because that will really help us. If you would like to join our Facebook group, be a part of our new Facebook room. Yes. Join us there. See you in the room. And you can ask us questions and we can help you out. And don't forget Cafe Consulting, 8th of March in Sydney City, right near the HubSpot office. Until next week, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.